Mia and I'm an interviewer for CNN. What is your name? Hi, I am Doctor. Oh my gosh, nice to meet you. So the first question is how are memories formed? Well, there's two models, the multi-store model and the working memory model. The multi-store model focuses on sensory memory, attention, and short-term memory, which has to have rehearsal in order to turn into long-term memory. Wow, that's so interesting. Well, I learned that the working memory model consists of an executive, oh, central executive in charge of coordination of the subsystems, visual spatial sketchpad and the phonological loop. The visual spatial sketchpad is in charge of holding spatial and visual information. Meanwhile, the phonological loop is in charge of holding sound information. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Some examples of the working memory model are Cordat and Hole and Bradley Lewis and Valor studies. Wow, I know that the Cordat and Hole studied the phonological similarity effect. The participants were asked to recall a list of different letters. Some of these lists of letters were phonologically similar, like B, D, C, G, and P. There were also a list of letters that were not phonologically similar, like F, H, P, R, X. The result of the study found that the lists that were rhyming were harder to remember. This is because similar sounding words can be confused with each other. Oh my, yes. That is the study. <laughs> the other study, Bradley, Lewis, and Valor, explored the effects of articulation and suppression. It studied the effects of articulary suppression on the phonological similarity effect. Participants were asked to repeat a sequence of words such as the, 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 or one, two, three, one, two, three and at the same time do an activity. Visual inputs cannot be recorded into sound and hence cannot enter phonological stores. Auditory inputs can enter the phonological store, but their re rehearsal will be impossible. Results say that there was a phonological similarity effect and the rhyming words were significantly harder to recall than the non-rhyming words. Oh my, that is interesting. I didn't know that. However, are there any examples for the multi-store model, memory model, that you are aware of? Yes. In fact, there are two studies that support the multi-store memory model. These studies are Sperling 1960 and Glazer and Kunitz 1966. Oh, that's so interesting. Would you like to elaborate on the studies? Yes. Well, the 1960 Sterling study tests the existence of visual and sensory memory. See, participants were presented with a grid of alphanumeric characters for 50 milliseconds and were asked to fill out a gr an, an empty grid with the characters in the right spots. They averaged 4 out of 12. Then they had to recall one row, which was indicated by a sound 50 milliseconds after the presentation. Findings indicate that visual stimulus stays for a short period of time, but decays without attention. While the other study, the Glazer and Kunitz 1966, researched the serial position effect, which supports uh, that short-term memory and long-term memory are separate. Serial position effects is the tendency to recall the first and last terms a lot better. Participants were instructed to memorize a list of words followed by a free recall test. Um, participants were presented with recordings of 20-word lists consisting of one common syllable that they had to recall, um, had to do the recall test for two minutes. Results indicated that serial position was affected. It supports the theory that short-term and long-term memory have separate memory mechanisms behind them. Oh my gosh, that is a lot of information to take in. 
my gosh, that is a lot of information to take in. Michelle Philpotts is a great example for the working memory model. From one of my college classes a few years ago, I learned that Michelle Philpotts suffered a head injury twice, a motorcycle accident in 1985 and in a car accident five years later. After 1994, she stopped remembering things. Her husband has to show her their wedding album, which they got married in 1997, so that's why she can't remember. This condition is extremely rare. She had epilepsy that could not be helped. She had surgery to remove all the brain dead cells. Oh my gosh, who was your teacher? The other case study is of Clive uh, Waring, who only has 7 to 30 seconds of memory. And he's a good example for the multi-store memory model. In 1985, he was acknowledged as an expert in music when he suffered from encephalitis, which resulted in extensive damage of his hippocampus and amygdala. Um, he can only recognize his wife, and he can understand that they're having conversations, but he can't really remember what is being said. If you were to ask him a question, he would forget the question before he is even able to answer. He recalls how to play the piano and conduct a choir, but that's pretty much all. <gasps> wow. Did I learn a lot from these last couple of minutes? Thank you for making the pot time for this podcast, so, doctor. Of course. Thank you for having me here today, Mia from CNN. <laughs>